With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Wrestling Daft presents The Daft Sheet. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of The Daft Sheet. A couple of, well... A day, maybe two days later than usual. Uh, but nonetheless, we are going to get you some red hot wrestling daft content out there. Uh, unfortunately, uh, not with uh, Grado John and Vab on this occasion. We are hoping that they are going to uh, be back behind the mic very soon. I know that John uh, is really, really trying to get stuff organised uh, so that the, the lads can get a full main show recorded for everybody. Uh, but in the meantime, and in between times, uh, it's uh, myself, Chris Jack, uh, running the show here on the Daft Sheet. Uh, now, if you've been following me on Twitter, you'll have seen that the reason that we're a day late has been down to uh, some technical issues at my end. You may have heard over the last couple of weeks, my internet has not been the greatest. Uh, and yesterday, it was being a right pain in the ball bag. Uh, so instead of being the usual show where I have two guests on, and we, we spitball uh, with each other, this week is going to be slightly different in that uh, regular contributors Stephen Loach, uh, Lewis McNaughton and Craig DL uh, have been able to uh, put together their picks uh, for the various elements of the daft sheet uh, and sent them to me individually, which I'm going to mishmash together uh, in this podcast and still follow the same format, uh, but I'll also be offering my views on a couple of the segments as well. Uh, so, yeah, uh, as I say, apologies that it's not a, the the full regular uh, slick production that we have on the daft sheet, uh, but we're doing our best to get some content out to you. Uh, so as always, we start off by filling the front page of the daft sheet, uh, and first up to offer their uh, their opinions on the pick of this week's wrestling to go on the front page uh, is Stephen Loach. Hi Chris, it's Steve here with my front page tip for this week's DAV sheet. I would have to go for Adam Cole versus MGF being announced for the main event for All In at Wembley. I think it's the right main event to have. Um, it's a climax to what's been a brilliant storyline that we've had a lot of fun with and it'll be really interesting to see how it gets ended. I know a lot were calling for MGF versus Punk for a unification uh, title match but I don't want them to shotgun that I would like to see them kind of build a bit more towards that so I think having Cole versus MGF um, as a main event feels right it's also going to be interesting uh, to see who perhaps re uh, reverts to type what I mean there is who's going to go full heel is it going to be MGF or could it be Cole because you know Cole as I've said to you before, is just as much a natural heel as MGF is, albeit a different kind of one. But another interesting aspect of it is 
uh, when they signed the contract for it on Dynamite, the crowd were chatting, Cole, read it first, read it first. So there's plenty of theories going about that MGF put a clause in the contract for something, and I would like to maybe see that get played out. Although, in all honesty, I've just got too much time in my hands and reading into things that just aren't there. Um, point is, we're getting Cole versus MGF at All In, at Wembley, in the main event. It's going to be a brilliant match, and I can't wait to see it. Also on Collision on Saturday, uh, FTR challenged the Young Bucks to a tag title match um, at Wembley as well. Uh, we know that's going to be an all-timer. Um, it's the trilogy as, as well, so it's to finally determine who's the best tag team of their era. Um, I trust as well that they are just going to go all out and be determined to have the greatest tag team match of all time. And yeah, it's going to be brilliant. Uh, and also I'm going to be there in the crowd, in the flesh to see it. And I feel honoured and I feel uh, very excited to see it as well. So at long last, we're finally seeing the card for All In uh, finally come together. And it looks like it's going to be a belter. So my headline pitch for it is MGF versus Cole question mark FTR versus Young Bucks three question mark Yes, we're all in. All right, Steve. I mean, it's it's me that comes up with the headlines. You know this. You know that it's me. I'm the headline maker. I'm the one that comes up with the the headlines. Uh, but we'll see if if I keep that in. Uh, but you make some very good points there. Uh, Stephen has in terms of the way that the MJF and Adam Cole storyline is progressing. Uh, I think that putting them uh, as the headline for Wembley, it's maybe a wee bit quick because we don't really want to see the the two of them splitting up anytime soon. Uh, but as Stephen alluded to there, the the stuff with the contract, uh, the visual of Adam Cole uh, possibly motioning that he was going to stab MJF in the back, much like he did with Audie Strong in NXT, it's definitely ramping up the, the tension and, and heightening the anticipation for that match. And I am very, very excited to see uh, what they're going to do with the two of them uh, as they headline uh, all in as well. Uh, and FTR in the box as well. I mean, it's a, a match that is pretty much made for Wembley, uh, especially with all the animosity between, you know, the, the elite being on Dynamite, FTR being on Collision, all that sort of stuff, and what that could potentially be leading to come all out a week after all in. Uh, so that's a, a good a good opening gambit there from Steve. Uh, and uh, we'll move swiftly on there to Lewis. Lewis McNaughton uh, also offered a front page pitch and you'll hear that now. Right, for my story of the week, I'll go with the controversial heel turn of Jimmy Uso. And I'll, I'll sort of talk about the fallout of that and the last sort of month in the Bloodline story as well. Because it's been a bit up and down. There's been a lot of negativity surrounding it as well. And I'm sort of on the fence as well. So, obviously, at SummerSlam, which was quite highly anticipated in terms of we kind of knew what would happen if you were in the know, that Jimmy Uso was probably going to turn on Jay. And that's exactly what happened. And the thing with this is, Jimmy and Jay Uso always said, or quite recently said, that they want to 
have a WrestleMania match against each other. However, there's still a fair time until WrestleMania. This doesn't seem as though it's going to be able to drag out that long. So, I think they've jumped the gun on that. However, I feel like they're running out of ideas in the Bloodline story as well. They wanted something fresh, but I don't feel like it's the time to do Jimmy versus Jay. But I feel like they put themselves into a corner of there's no one else to help Roman. Um, what else can we do? We've used quite a few characters, this and that. Roman's title range uh, defences are getting a bit stale. He's having the same sort of match against everyone since Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam last year. It's pretty much been the same exact match month in, month out. So, with that being said, I'm leaning towards it being quite a bad thing. But also, in terms of back to Roman rather than the bloodline, rather than Jimmy and Jay, what's he going to do for the next six months, eight months, nine months? Because the story clearly is here that Cody's going to be the only one to take it off him. So either... He's going to take time off. I know he's just been injured. Don't know how long that's going to be. However, with any other champion, the title would be stripped by that point. So I don't know how they're going to prolong this by what feuds they're going to have. Who's really up to the task of giving him a credible story? Are they going to have to try and play out the Usos, Jimmy versus Jay, and then try and get the Solo and Roman thing going? Then get the four of them in, Fatal 4-Way, Tribal Combat. There's a lot of things they can do, but there isn't a lot of credible challenges for Roman with the title itself. And with the match in itself, Tribal Combat was supposed to be respect, honour, no one interfering. The whole match was built on that and Solo just interfered straight away halfway through the match but I wouldn't say straight away because it was like three hours into the match but Solo interferes renders that stipulation completely useless it's basically just an ODQ at this point Jimmy interferes is there going to be backlash with this with the elders is Rikishi going to come out is Alpha Seeker someone going to come out and say you're out of the bloodline because you've disrespected the tribe Um. I just don't think they know what they're doing right now. I think another thing is they're scared to end this bloodline story because it's gone so well. It's all they've done. It's all they've known on SmackDown and Raw for the last three years. So the fact is getting a little bit stale. They don't want to end it, but it might come to a time where they have to. So I feel as though, on the whole, this is rushed. This is a bit... <laughs> This is the most negative backlash I've seen of the Bloodline story so far, probably. So I'm just intrigued to see where they go from here and if it can sort of keep my interest as well as everyone else's. As, as Lewis was saying there, uh, the latest development in the Bloodline has probably been the least well-deceived uh, of the, the recent, uh, recent storyline twists and turns that have been going on there. I... Uh, Jimmy uh, choosing to betray his, his twin brother in this manner after what a lot of people have said uh, was quite a slow and, and plodding match, much like uh, a lot of the ones we've come to expect from Roman Reigns title then. Uh, 
it, it maybe wasn't a surprise, but it certainly was a, was a bit of a shock. Um, and it's, it's prolonging uh, whatever this payoff with the Bloodline stuff is, is going to be as well. Is it enough to make people start to to doubt the the strength of the 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 storyline as a whole? I don't know. Does it make me want to see things speed up in terms of, uh, you know, bringing someone fresh into the the bloodline storyline to take the belt off Roman? I don't know. Are we going to see Jimmy and Jay uh, spread all this out uh, beyond sort of Survivor Series, Royal Rumble, and on the way to WrestleMania? It probably will. It probably will. Uh, but I, uh, as I said at the start of this wee bit here, it's probably been the most polarizing uh, bit of Bloodline storyline uh, so far, and I think I'm I'm ready for it to be done. I mean, I'm, I'm not a massive uh, Raw or uh, SmackDown viewer at the moment. Uh, I make no bones about it, uh, but you know when I when I see there's you know half an hour left on a, a PLE and Roman's just coming out. I know that it's going over the three hours. I know that we're going to get 50 minutes instead of the 30. Uh, and I know that Sheamus was quite vocal the other week there in regards to you know other people's matches getting cut because uh, of uh, the, the length that these Bloodline segments are taking. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm ready now. Don't get me wrong, I enjoy Roman Reigns as the, this monster heel, as this forever champion that he's, he's portraying. But I just think at this moment in time, the, the storyline either needs a, a, a bit more of a shot than Jimmy versus Jay, a bit more of a shot in the arm to, to keep my interest in it. Uh, but it probably is uh, the biggest story coming out of SummerSlam uh, over the weekend. So Lewis is going to get the headline on this occasion. And the headline I'm going with there uh, has a bit of a, a footwear foot fetish kind of theme to it. As Brother puts the boot in as Jimmy Chu sees Roman. And again, it'll look better written down as most of these these pun-filled shitty headlines do. Uh, so what we're going to do is we've filled the front page. We're going to go to the back page now. Uh, and I am going to take the lead on this one. So uh, as uh, Stephen had mentioned as part of his piece there uh, on uh, MJF and Adam Cole, he also mentioned FTR and the Young Bucks being sort of set up on Collision. Uh, but for me, the match of the week to go on the back page, uh, which means it's, it's going to win. I'm the editor, I get to pick. Uh, is going to be uh, CM Punk against Vicky Starks for the Real AEW World Championship. Uh, it was a, it maybe wasn't the best match, you know, technically. There was a, a couple of flubs here and there in it. But in terms of advancing the, the storyline of the Real World Champion, Advancing the, the this heel turn of uh, Vicky Starks that we've been uh, that we've been praising over the last wee while, and working in the the Vicky Steamboat angle on it as well, I thought it was it was very well done. Uh, Punk since coming back on Collision, he has looked like he's maybe still not that fit, and I think that's been evidenced by the fact that he's he's been in so many multi man matches, uh, but. In terms of the stories that he's still able to portray in the in the ring, uh, I think he's 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 still as as good as he ever was in that regard. With his ring psychology and uh, towing that line between being the the face and the heel, uh, he seems to be choosing what he wants to do each week uh, as he goes on Collision. And uh, during this week's uh, match, uh, I thought he played the the baby face very well, especially 
uh, with the the way that Ricky Steamboat uh, was worked into the match as the the special enforcer. Uh, it was one of these ones as well. I thought it was coming in as special referee, special guest referee, but it was just on the outside. And you know the the fact that he's always stayed down the line, never cheated in his life. You know he was he was on the outside, making sure that there was no shenanigans, no no tomfoolery going on. Uh, and I, I enjoyed that. And you can see as well, you know, from some of the the social media stuff after that, how happy Punk was uh, to have Ricky Steamboat there. Uh, but during the match, uh, both men uh, were were you know going at it as they would, uh, and of course. With the way that uh, Ricky's been winning recently, uh, there had to be some sort of uh, uh, I've already said shenanigans, but there had to be some sort of fuck up, some sort of thing that the uh, the Ricky as the heel had to take advantage of, uh, and it looked for the the longest time that the ref bump was going to be the thing that helped uh, Ricky out there, uh, but instead uh, it went against them. Punk picked up the win. Uh, and in the mains, the the AEW real world champion. But I think what was the the most kind of interesting part of all of it was the beatdown that Ricky Starks gave Ricky Steamboat after it. But uh, as Punk celebrated uh, with the the belt, uh, Ricky took uh, the the trouser belt off uh, Ricky Steamboat and started whipping him pretty pretty convincingly as well. Uh, you know, Steamboat took a, a fair few licks from. From Starks and that, uh, and that obviously incensed CM Punk, uh, and it's again it's shown that that Starks isn't just you know this you know happy go lucky or lucky we being the operative word uh, champion in terms of his his own heart win uh, over the over CM Punk, uh, but this mean streak that he's got, which kind of started as a as a funny bit when he he, he breezed past uh, Jushin Liger uh, when he was being presented with Owen Cup. The the holding the ropes to cheat to win kind of thing, he's now brought that more sinister edge to things with uh, the 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 lashing I suppose that he gave uh, that he gave Ricky Steamboat. And again, if you're looking quite deeply into it, uh, you know the the lashes are, are very reminiscent of what MJF uh, did to Cody uh, a, a wee while ago as well. And again, with that tying in with the World Championship. And with MGF's championship, it's it's getting wheels spinning, it's getting cogs turning in regards to to where folk can go, uh, or folk are willing to to let their minds go with that kind of thing as well. Uh, another notable thing on the the CM Punk end from Collision as well uh, is that Samoa Joe is apparently uh, laying down the the challenge to to face Punk at All In, uh, which you know I'm I think maybe. If we hadn't just seen it in the the Owen Hart uh, tournament, I think that that would be uh, a bit more thrilling than what it is now. But if it's a means to an end uh, to finally putting uh, Punk on a collision course, pun fully intended, uh, with uh, with the Elite, with Kenny Omega and or, and or MGF at some point off the back of this, uh, you know, I'm I'm happy to see that. And again, it gives uh, it gives Joe one of my all time favorites. Uh, a nice uh, spot on the Wembley card as well. So my my pick for the the back page is going to be uh, Punk against Starks from Collision at the weekend. Uh, and I'm now I'm going to pass over to KDL, who's going to give us his. It was quite difficult to choose match of the week this week because there was so many things that you could look at and so many things that you could watch, you know. Um, but 
I'm going to go a little bit different this week and instead of looking at an actual match, I would say take a look at the promo battle between The Miz and LA Knight. LA Knight is obviously massively over and he's just won the Battle Royal, which I think is a sign of things to come from the WWE. I reckon he's going to be built up over the coming months. He'll probably win a title at one of the four pay-per-views. I reckon you're probably looking at a Royal Rumble title win. And then he carries through into a programme for WrestleMania for a well-deserved spot on the card. Um, but the promo battle that you watch, you know, seven or eight minutes worth of absolute genius from two absolute crackers on the microphone um, and early night more than studies ground. This almost became like a rite of passage when people are coming up. Um, through the WWE that they get paired with The Miz to see what it is they can do and if they can stand toe-to-toe with The Miz who, you know, one of the lines that Ellie Knight delivered was incredible when he said, yeah, for 20 years you've had the spot because you're safe, I'm dangerous and that's why people don't trust me and it's like, well, wow, you know proper invested in, there was a little bit during the promo where one of the things that Ellie Knight said didn't land um, but rather than him faltering and worrying about it, he just cracked on you know, so Check out the LA Knight versus The Miz promo battle. A lot of people will be thinking, is it going to be worth watching in terms of the, the actual payoff? But I think this feud will be really good on uh, value in terms of the build-up. Not so sure about the payoff, but by the same token, The Miz is strong in the WWE style. Gets LA Knight up to the speed with how they want it. Um, and then should he survive this, which I, which I reckon he will, and should he excel, which I think we all agree he will, um, they'll probably put a strap on him. Um, but then it's just, where do you go? Do you go for the US title? Do you go for the Intercontinental title? Because I cannot see Gunther losing the belt to LA Knight. Um, and then you've got, obviously, the, the, the US title, which is probably... It's probably the one that they're going to go for. So yeah, early night versus the Miz promo battle. That's what to check out. I'll give him a pass in this one. Uh, you know, ideally we are looking for matches on here, but uh, from watching the the promo battle myself and seeing the reaction to it, uh, it's a it's a good uh, good enough thing to consider for the back page, uh, especially you know with the the hype around early night obviously coming off the back of his Slim Jim's Battle Royal win, where they never really discussed what it is that he won for the, for winning the, the Battle Royal. There wasn't really any stakes uh, on it, but it seems like the momentum that is swelling with the fans in regards to LA Knight is finally, you know, kind of translating with the, the authority, as it were, at WWE and putting them uh, mouth to mouth, I suppose, uh, with uh, with with the Miz, one of the one of the best modern uh, WWE talkers, uh, it's a good way to to go with it, and I think that's what WWE have probably tried to capture on there the viral moments, the 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 smack talk uh, between the two of them. I'm a jazzed for a match between the two of them. Maybe not so much. I would rather see, and again, that's that's no slight on on the Miz. I just don't particularly enjoy uh, his matches. Um, but in terms of being the the next step and the the ascent of LA Knight to towards a title towards the kind of the upper mid card, there's a he's a putting him with the Miz is a is a safe bet on there. Um, but as I say, you know the back page should technically be saved for uh for the matches, uh and. With that in mind, I am going to go with uh, my pick, which was CM Punk against Vicky Starks on Collision. And the headline is going to be uh, 
Uh, Starks shows no signs of running out of Steamboat. I, I think I'll, I'll just keep it at that. I'll keep it at that. Uh, now, uh, this is the part of the show where we go to the centerfold section of proceedings. Now, this week's centerfold, uh, I couldn't get an interview. Uh, there wasn't anybody died, so I couldn't do a tribute, but thanks to everyone who got in touch in regards to my, my Adrian Street thing last week. But instead, I thought I would do a review of AW Fight Forever. Now, I didn't just do this myself. Uh, I enlisted the help of uh, my daughter, Evie, who has really, really enjoyed playing Fight Forever. And to a certain extent, I've enjoyed it a lot more because Evie has enjoyed playing it with me. Uh, so for the next sort of 12, 13 minutes or so, you're going to hear Evie's rundown of the game, what she enjoys about it, what she doesn't like about it. Uh, and then you're going to hear a bit of gameplay between us. Now, that might not be the most engaging thing uh, to listen to, but if you're into ASMR, there's plenty of clicks and stuff. Uh, and we've got a bit of a payoff towards the end of it as well. Uh, so enjoy uh, Evie's review of AEW Fight Forever. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, my name is Evie and me and my dad are going to be playing Fight Forever on the Nintendo Switch. Yep, so... What have you enjoyed about playing Fight Forever so far? Um, that you can do routinely challenge lots of CPUs and, well, they're actually not called CPUs. <laughs> they're called computers. So, yeah. Uh, and yeah. Yeah, and uh, who is your favourite character to play as, isn't it? Um, as a girl, Ty Mello, and as a boy... MJF. And have you liked the doing the road to elite? You've done that a couple of times, haven't you? Yeah. I'm playing as Anna J right now. And how are you getting on in it? Uh, I haven't done it for a while. What is it that you like about the road to elite? Do you like the how easy it is or do you, do you like all the wee storylines in the middle of it? Yeah, I like all the storylines and the way that Anna J gets into WWE. I mean, AEW. So, so yeah. And have you found when you've been playing it that the depending on which character you go, it gets to do different storylines as well? Yeah, because my first ever one was as Ty Mello, and um, it was a very different storyline than Anna J. Because mm-hmm. you were in the Dark Order for a bit, weren't you? Yeah, but then they kicked me out for losing. I could be off Mr. Brody Lee. Yeah. Yeah. I remember I did it with Brian Danielson and the inner circle tried to recruit me 
on that, but I decided not to. Uh, you've managed to complete Don't Tell Elite so far as well, didn't you? You completed that with Time Mellow? Yeah. And what was the, the weird thing about the second last match that you had? Remember that there's, there's a few fighting a ghost? Yeah, I was like fighting myself. You were fighting your own inner demons? Yeah. To see if uh, you could if you could overcome your confidence or your lack of confidence. That's what that means. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and me and you, when we've been playing it together, uh, we were a tag team, weren't we? Yeah. So who did we have? You were Ty Mello and I was Eddie Kingston. Kingston and yeah. what was the name of the team we had? The... I forget. The Mellow Kings. The Mellow Kings, yeah. The Mellow Kings, and we basically tried to win every belt we could, didn't we? Yeah. So you, what belts did you have? Um, I had the TBS mm-hmm. Tag Team Championship Championship. <laughs> um, I forget all the other belts. Because I, I had all the belts with Eddie. I had the World Championship. I had... The FTW Championship and TNT Championship as well. But I had the FTW Championship first. Mm, did you? Yeah. I don't think you did. I did. Did you? Yeah, I got it off Ricky Starks. So you did. So you did. Right, so what we're going to do here is we're going to play a game. Now, uh, over the last few weeks, uh, instead of playing as uh, the Mellow Kings, we've been playing as... Better than you, baby. Yep. Evie's uh, found a, an interest in MJF and Adam Cole. You've always liked Adam Cole, haven't you? Yeah. Yep. Ever since we were watching the the Up Up Down Down Uno games on YouTube. In 2020. In 2020 during lockdown, yeah. Yeah. And you were only five. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what we'll do is... We Wait, start... I was five? Yeah. Yeah, you were only five during lockdown. Or four, probably five. Something like that. Wow. Yep. Existential crisis. <laughs> Uh, so, what we're going to do is we're going to play a wee game here. The Mellow Kings are still the tag team champions at the moment, aren't they? Yeah. So, as better than you, baby, we're going to try and beat them uh, to win the the tag team titles here. So... I am the MJF. I'm I'm JF. Evie's going MJF, which means I'll be Adam Cole, baby! Uh, Wing. And, as I say... The current uh, champions that we have on here are These ones. and Eddie Kingston. Uh, now, I know that it would be very easy just for this to be set it so that, uh, so that we're just the tag team champions stay off the bat. But there's no fun in that. There's no fun in that and there's no content. So uh, we're going to do our best to win it. We have tried a couple of times over the last few days and we've, we've not been very successful, have we? No. No. Even though I think it's on even easy. No, don't be putting it in easy. We need to keep it. I want to see, but actually, it's on easy. Don't put it in easy. I'm not gonna. It's on. It's on elite. It's on elite difficulty. So maybe. Ah. So that's that's not be why. Uh, but sure, we'll see how we got on here anyway. So you like doing all the entrance stuff as well, don't you? Yeah. Don't like doing all the entrance stuff, so what have you put in the, the entrance for Better Than You, baby? Um, I've put in black and white bubbles. Uh, I forget what I actually put. You got a bit of pyro going on as well, I think. Oh, yeah, pirate. So, as we said at the start, we're playing this on the Switch, 
So uh, when your teams come out and you play, press either the, the L or the R button on the switch, uh, you can change the angles. So black and white, wow effect, ripple effect, widescreen, cascade pyro, autumn leaves, bubbles, and cascade smoke. Yep, and we even had a big inflatable MGF there as well. And we'll just skip through the the, the Mellow King's entrance. Because we don't really like them. Right, so the worst. Who's going to be first in? Me. Right, Eva, you're oh, first no. in. Up against Ty Mellow. Pow! Pow! Ow. No. Ty Mellow in the corner there. A good combo kick. Nice first kick there. But I think Eddie Kingston has tagged himself in. MGF trying to get a suplex there with Ty Mellow. But Kingston's came in. And they're just kind of hugging for me. But just now Adam Cole's going to come in here. Drop kick to Nolan. Missed everybody. Oh, Adam Cole having to roll back out the ring. Just going to go over to my side now. Eddie Kingston kind of laying it in thick on you there, MGF. Oh, hit oh, no. over. Right, I'm getting tagged in if you need me, right? Come on, tag me in, tag me in. Oh, get the tag. You've got MGF up on the top, though. Unorthodox there from MGF. Uh, but he's laying waste to Timelo. Although he's saying that. Uh, Timelo's cannot. Is Timelo. When did they back in? I don't know. Right, come on, tag me on Eva. I'm trying to. Okay, Timelo's keeps kicking in the head. Right, tag, tag. Come on, we need to get this double clothesline down. Right, tag, come on. There we go. Tag, tag me. Keep that, Kingston. Oh, yes, nice first kick. Right, time now we'll get in it. Yep, gonna chop up right out the ring. Oh, nice ends of goody. I'm gonna taunt. How is it you there, taunt, Uwe? Um, Press the red trigger button. Oh no. Right, so we're trying to get Time Elmo back into the ring here so that I can smash up, get a Ushigiroshi if possible. Just chopping and punching away. Oh, I've got a signature. So, oh, oh, lost it. Got it. Oh, right, gonna taunt, gonna taunt. Get back. See, that's one of the interesting things here. Oh, I'm gonna go for the boom. Oh, there we go. There's a. It's hit the boom. Pin, pin, pin. Hit, count it, Aubrey. One, two. Oh, broken up. Broken uh, up. How do I get back in? The L trigger. Ew. So the two of us just now just bashing away at buttons, trying to get. Trying to get the wind here. I might hit a new shake. Hit it. Here we go. She's up. Oh, I dropped in the knee. Pin. Pin. Here we go. One. Count it, Aubrey. One. Two. Even pick up. Oh. Right, I'm going to tag you in here. You can find it. You need to get out. Tag in. Right, here we go. Tag you in. That's us. Double team. I'll take care of Kingston. Double kick. 
Well, um, for the FTW Championship, I spent like 14 minutes playing this. 14 minutes? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we should have probably put this on the easier level because we've had a little by now. That's because we're playing on Elite. Right, come on. Right, even get him. Turn him. That's what I wanted to do all the time. Right, have him pull back in again. Oh, he's rolled out again. Right, here we go. Ushi Garoshi, you get ready to come in. You get ready to come in. Count it, Aubrey. Go to, go to Team Elo. Oh! I try. Oh. Get out of the way. Shall oh. we? Just kicking folk out the ring. You can't win if they're out the ring. But then I'll get a new record. You won't get what records? What records are you looking for? The record that you get. We just need to win the match and get the titles. I cannot move. This is why it's taking so long because we keep getting in each other's way. Let him get in. Let him get in the ring. I'm not doing anything. Ugh. Level. I've been playing on this night, I'm getting done here. There we go. Callican, elbow drop, or back elbow, and another one, spinning elbow. That's me, Deed. He's hitting another third. Surely that's me, Deed, now. Oh, no. But you will get the advance. 22 minutes we've been playing this. 22 we minutes. We have a new record! It's not a record. You don't it want is. to be playing forever on it. I know it's called Fight Forever, but. <sighs> this was supposed to be 10 minutes of content for the podcast, and it's now double that. Right, signature. Pen. Oh, we got it! Yeah! We got it! We've finally done it! Well done, Evie! Finally. MJF pins Eddie Kingston. Better than you, baby. Finally. The tag team champions of AEW. Oh. And we did it on elite level as well. And that was after me getting hit with the spinning back elbows, Betty Kingston as well. We we got one, two, three. So we get seven stars. Seven stars. Seven star match for that. That's pretty good going. Plus some uh, a bit I'd... of coin as well. Well, we did it. Took us twenty minutes, but we did it. Well done. Well done. Plus we will get an investment. Yep. And all of the shouting at each other was just because we love each other, doesn't it, Eva? Yeah. yeah. So, overall, marks out of five, how many stars would you give AEW Fight Forever? Um, five. Five? Yeah. Cool. Thanks for joining the podcast today. Thanks. We're just doing too sweet. Uh, yeah. Wow. So that was Evie's uh, review of Fight Forever. Uh, that was on the Switch. You can get it on all platforms and stuff like that. Uh, and uh, despite uh, the, the the little thought bit between us uh, when she kept uh, getting my way when I was trying to pin uh, and get the victory, I'm quite a good dad. I, I'm a, a fairly decent dad. Don't let that 
that little kind of outburst uh, distract you from that. Uh, now, at this stage, we are going to look to fill page three uh, with our choices uh, for the most titillating bits of gossip from the week in wrestling. Uh, and here is what Lewis had to say about that this week. Right, so for the gossip page, it feels like it's not so much an article that's been put out or anything like that. It's just a personal opinion as well and sort of a little bit of a discussion. The, the booking of the women... Obviously, there's been a few things coming out that they're not happy, whether that's across AEW, but I'll focus more on WWE, especially on the fact that, touched on it last week, SummerSlam taking off two of the biggest women's matches of the year, probably. Uh, a big story by Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus that would have culminated at SummerSlam, as well as Rhea Ripley, hottest act in the whole of WWE, pretty much. Um, could even go as far as saying one of the best in all of wrestling at the moment struggling to get on the SummerSlam card you could say this is something against the women um, however we've seen Triple H coming out, the whole Becky Lynch thing about making lemonade out the lemons you're given but are they really being given any lemons at this point but then there was a argument against that saying that I think it was Triple H said that it doesn't matter if you're women or men, the best stories, the best shows, the best drawing, um, the best drawing sort of feuds will get the big spots like SummerSlam, WrestleMania. So I think that's fair if it's if it isn't drawn as much, if it's not getting as much attention, traction, then keep them off. However, I feel there is a stage where you can do better with them. Put a bit more emphasis on them. Have more women's matches in the main show, Raw, SmackDowns, etc. You see, I found this mad as well. Was, I think that was the longest women's match in either SummerSlam history or pay-per-view history or something like that. 20-odd minutes, just over 20 minutes, followed by a 37-minute match for the men. So directly after that, you're putting a match on twice as long completely demeaning that as well so I don't know I don't know about this whether it was a right decision whether they should be pushed more or if it's just a Triple H thing saying it's not drawn well I don't know sort of the analytical viewings and ratings and everything of these however I just feel like Rhea Ripley in particular definitely deserved to be on that SummerSlam card in more of a spot than she was by just running in and nothing really happening. So even if you could have put that Raquel Rhea match on with squash squash match, five minutes, entrances included everything, taking a little bit off that main event or even taking a bit off the other places and giving them a 10 minute match. So I think the Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus stuff's been a little bit, a little bit shit. Um, it's not really gained the hype that we maybe thought it would. So that being left off the card, I think Becky Lynch has just got to sort of suck that up and when they get their match, prove them wrong, show why that should have been on SummerSlam. But I feel like Rhea Ripley, maybe just Raquel wasn't a credible enough opponent to justify putting the match on ahead of sort of an LA night big moment. But I don't know, I'll, I'll hear your 
sort of takes on that as well. The booking of the women's divisions in both uh, AEW and WWE have been uh, subject to a bit of criticism of late. Uh, I know that Lewis there focused mainly on the WWE stuff, but the AEW stuff as well over the last week has been quite interesting uh, in terms of the, the accusations by Lufisto uh, that uh, she was kind of bullied in the locker room, that she wasn't given ample opportunity compared to Tony Khan's favourites, all that kind of stuff. And then the outpouring of uh, uh, sort of disagreement with Lufisto's take on it. Uh, from pretty much the whole AEW locker room, including MJF. Uh, it was it was quite weird. It was one of those things where, uh, you know, if if you follow, you know, your local uh, your local independent wrestling promotion and they've got a show on, and just every time you open up your Instagram feed or your, your Twitter feed, you're just seeing people promoting the show. You're seeing the same poster over and over again. So it did seem like a bit of overkill. And I wouldn't want to believe that Tony Khan's being like, look, you can use tweet out to say that everything's rosy in our garden. I wouldn't want to believe that. Uh, so I hope that that's not been the case and that uh, everyone who's been kind of speaking out uh, in, in retaliation to Lou Fisto's accusations uh, has been doing so earnestly instead of being being kind of asked to do it. Uh, but uh, the is a, a very interesting thing in terms of the the positioning of women on the cards. You know, as you you'll hear from previous episodes uh, of the Daft Sheet. Uh, I'm a big listener to uh, What Culture. Then every Wednesday they play Ladies Night to see if they're going to get more than one. A women's match on the the card, and you know if they're going to be pretty much placed in the the toilet break, that kind of thing, because Tony Khan's booking of the women's division hasn't been particularly great. Uh, you've also seen a bit of a dip in the the form of the likes of Britt Baker, uh, and again they've suffered quite a few really bad injuries that could have been pushing the division on. Most notably, the the Jamie Hater one recently, and again with the Becky Lynch stuff that, that Lewis mentioned there as well. They're being asked to uh, make lemons out of lemonade, uh, as a in the way that she uh, she reacted to it on social media. It was it was quite funny, but uh, it just shows that you know whether or not Triple H is is being truthful and and saying you know whether you're a guy or a girl, you need to be compelling with your storylines. Uh, it's just not a, a good time. Uh, for women's wrestling at the moment, whether that's through the booking or even, you know, in terms of the WWE side of things with the, the amount of injuries that have piled up uh, in the women's tag division. Uh, so, so it's definitely a, 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 noteworthy, uh, a noteworthy thing to be mentioning there. And I think it probably will win uh, the, 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 the spot on page three. It'll be the, the Melinda Messenger uh, this week. Uh, the only other bit of gossip that I was thinking of about putting in kind of the relates into what I was just saying there about the, the injuries uh, and that was the fact that Roman Reigns get injured at SummerSlam Kevin Owens seems to be injured Sami Zayn's got some mad growth thing uh, coming out of his elbow uh, you had uh, Sonya Deville uh, getting injured as well there uh, on uh, over the last couple of days as well she's done her MCL apparently uh, so the, you, you sometimes forget that in the, in the sake of entertainment all all of these people are, are putting bodies on the line and usually they are fairly quick to recover. But in some instances, it can be pretty serious. You know, anything with a CL in it can sometimes be a career ender and it's going to 
you know, it's it's certainly putting Sonia Deville on the shelf, who's has had a pretty shit time of it of late. Uh, anyway, certainly over the last couple of years, that's just adding to that misery as well, especially so soon after winning the Women's Tag Team Championships. Uh, the Kevin Owens injury and Sami Zayn carrying an injury as well, uh, that's... Uh, that's pretty brutal. It's, it's pretty brutal. I, again, I, hopefully that doesn't result in them having to relinquish the tag championships. But again, they've not really done much with the tag championships since winning them at WrestleMania, in my opinion, in terms of creating a, a tag legacy with it. You know, obviously it was the culmination of their, their feud with the bloodline and whatnot. Uh, but in terms of actually making them feel prestigious, I don't quite think they've managed to do that just yet. And hopefully these injuries that the two of them are carrying aren't going to, you know, prevent them from, from making something better of the titles. Um, and with Roman Reigns being injured, having watched the, the footage back of, of how he's done it, uh, it seems like either he's not been in position in time to catch Jay or Jay's been too quick and not not giving him the aggie, so to speak, in regards to, to want to catch him. It's just it's an awkward, awkward way of... That the Jay lands on him, and uh, obviously, if it's going to have any repercussions on this bloodline angle, it might be a good thing, as I alluded to earlier on. Uh, but for uh, the gossip this week, for for taking page the uh, again, I hope this doesn't sound misogynistic, but the the story of uh, the women's woes being all over uh, page three uh, is uh, is is what's going to go there, uh, and the. Headline will be, when life gives you lemons, more about it on social media. Now, uh, we are going to go over to the, the TV picks now, uh, and we're going to start off here with Steve Roach's picks for what you should be watching. This wrestling related, but not necessarily wrestling. Hi Chris, it's uh, Steve here and I just wanted to share a couple of my TV listings uh, recommendations to you. I'd highly recommend people check out the podcast this past weekend with Theo Vaughn. Uh, Theo Vaughn's a really well-known American comedian, uh, very prominent on Netflix. Uh, just a really, really funny dude. Um, he's he's got a really good uh, podcast, similar to Joe Rogan's, but not nearly as controversial. Uh, last week, or maybe been the week before, he had Hulk Hogan on it, and it was really, really interesting actually. Um, I know that Hogan's became a bit of a shell of his former self and of course there was those horrible shitty racist comments that he made and then there was the whole Gawker thing etc etc but putting that aside it was really interesting to hear him talk because he actually delved into his kind of early life and his upbringing in Florida talked about how um he was just going to be like his dad. He was just going to be like another construction worker, but he set himself out to become a big rock star. But then he was kind of diverted into the wrestling business and it talked about how he how he got into it. And it also talks about his early career in Japan. He tells a really good story actually involving an earthquake. Um, John Tenta, um, he actually saved them from getting uh, beaten up heavily by the Japanese ones. Um, and he also just talks about as well his career in WWF through the years. And overall, I would just say it was just really cool uh, hearing Hogan uh, like this. It's a side of him 
that we've never really seen before. I know he's a notorious bullshitter. I think he also brings up the Metallica thing that bollocks claim that he was going to be the basis in Metallica. But still, it was really interesting and it, it kind of humanised him again. So I'd, I'd really highly recommend it. And also, I've just seen as well that he's now also done a, a, a podcast with Rick Flynn as well. Uh, Rick's been doing the podcast rounds a lot recently and um, they are always entertaining. So check that out if you can. It's called uh, This Past Weekend with Theo Vaughn. Peace out. Theo Vaughn is an absolute... In fact, there's no, there's not even any words I can describe him. If if you're aware of of who he is and you know all these sort of viral uh, interviews and sound bites and stuff that have been in TikTok, uh, then you know you'll know that an interview with Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair, or anybody from the wrestling industry is just going to be absolutely wild. Because uh, I'd imagine that as crazy as the stories that Hulk and and Flair uh, have all come up with, I'm. I'm Pretty sure Theo Vaughn will come up with some mad coke fueled uh, tale to to rival it as well. He's a very interesting guy, Theo Vaughn. Uh, he's uh, a recovering uh, alcoholic, I think. He's he's definitely had addiction issues in the past, but I think he's clean now. But the with with the stuff that comes out of his mouth, you you wouldn't think it. You'd think he was he was permanently on something. Uh, but it makes him a very very entertaining, if not controversial. A comedian and interviewer and podcaster, uh, which is what we all want to aspire to be, really, isn't it? Uh, so that's a, a good uh, opening gambit in terms of the the TV watching from Steve there. And in fact, uh, myself and Craig DL, we regularly uh, share little clips of Theo on Instagram between each other uh, when we are not discussing wrestling. Uh, so Craig is now going to give us his pick for what we should be watching this week. For the TV section this week, I would say for any fan that's going to be watching All In at Wembley, um, make sure you go back and check out Grado's stuff, particularly his entrances. Um, if you're looking for a bit of uh, a, a comedy uh, to watch, then watch the stuff that he did with TNA, which was quite good. Um, but if you're looking for the range that he offers, have a look at the um, feud that he had with um, Drew Galloway, or Drew McIntyre, um, because some of the stuff, the promo battles, the lot was was incredible. You know, I think one of the lines that Drew McIntyre delivered was like, "Look at me, I'm a wrestler, and look at you, you're a fucking clown," um, or something along those 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 uh, remarks. But definitely one of them worth checking out. Um, and the reason I say that is because if the rumours are to be believed, then we're going to be getting Jeff Jarrett versus Grado um, at all in as some sort of filler, maybe a starter match. Um, but um, if you know his entrances, you know I've got every faith in the world that Tony Khan's going to stump up the money to get living on a prayer. To like to get like a prayer, sorry, not living on a prayer. That's Bon Jovi, but like a prayer, um, and I can imagine eighty thousand people going wild singing that. So yeah, check out Grado's stuff. Um, it'd be a bit of a bit of a history lesson for a lot of people to remind you about some of the good stuff that he did do. And whilst there's a bit of a comedy act, um, every card needs them. So yeah, that's my TV pages for this week. I mean, we 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 can't not pick Grado, right? Uh, it's a very, very good uh, option there from uh, from Mr. Craig DL in regards to going back and looking at all the sort of promos and, and stuff that are available on YouTube uh, that have made uh, Grado a, a hot commodity with All In uh, just only weeks away. Obviously, from the, the Talk Sport promo that they did, uh, which we discussed uh, a wee bit last week, 
uh, to the almost video silence that there's been from Grado in regards to what's going on. It's a very, very intriguing time. I've even had people asking me uh, on Twitter and on Instagram if I'm in the know about it. How would I know? How would I know? I just make a podcast and the, the guys in the main show, I, I assume, don't listen to. Uh, so I don't really have much of a connection with them other than a, a wee weekly exchange with John in regards to getting this file uploaded. Uh, but, you know, with the, the chat being that there is going to be some sort of involvement with Javit on the Wembley card, uh, taking you back to Grado's roots, go back, watch the, the Vice documentary, watch the 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 Gradoberg entrance, watch Michelle McManus sing on the ring, whatever you do, get hyped for all in. And even if he's not all in, just go back and watch it because it's it's pretty damn good stuff. It's pretty good. And, you know, as, I, as I've said before, without Grado, uh, and doing what he did, uh, there would have been no uh, Kirk Cooper. There would have been no uh, no sign of me ever wanting to step in a wrestling thing or ever having the confidence to do so. But seeing uh, a guy like Grado being able to go there, not caring about his shape, his size, his weight, anything like that, and just being an act that people can get behind. It's as big an inspiration as, uh, as, you, as you can ask for when you're a 33-year-old guy looking to step in the ring for the for the very first time. So uh yeah, I'm full on board with, with DL's pick on that. Uh that you should go and watch some of Grado's old uh promo stuff just just for to give yourself a laugh. You know, this is a miserable world sometimes. Uh so if you need to pick me up, in fact I almost broke into chocolate salty balls there off South Park. Uh but if you ever need to pick me up, don't stick my balls in your mouth. Just go and watch Grado. Uh and that's Pretty much this week's uh, daft sheet concluded. Uh, as I say, it's a wee bit truncated, a little bit uh, less than normal because of the situation with Talk Talk uh, that I am currently going through. Uh, and if I'm being honest as well, you know, to tie in the Grado stuff as well, I have had horrific diarrhea. Um, so if you're interested in my hoop instead of Grado's this week, uh, I have been doing shits that it would not surprise me if a doctor told me I had something wrong with my colon. Uh, it has been disgusting. Uh, and yeah, I, I've, I've been on the Imodium all day to back myself up. So, you know, usually I pretend to be, you know, the diet version of producer John. Uh, this week I'll be the, the diet version of Grado because of my arsehole mishaps. Uh, but this has been this week's The Daft Sheet. The headlines that we hit, front page this week, uh, where uh, Brother puts the boot in as Jimmy Chu sees Roman uh, for the front page. The back page headline was Starks shows no sign of running out of steamboat. Uh, and for the for page three, shit, what did we go with for that? Uh, it was Lucy's one anyway. That's whatever it was. So, uh, as always, uh, if you've enjoyed this show, let us know on Twitter. I know that not a lot of you do so, but let us know that you're enjoying it anyway. Uh, sign up to the Discord, sign up to the Patreon, uh, go and get a t-shirt at spreadshop.com, whatever that is. And however you enjoy your wrestling over the next week, keep it daft and keep it sheety. love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. 
That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply.